Let's take a look back at Aurora in 1965. The birds were singing turn, turn, turn to everything there is a season in the winter of 1965. The Sons of Katie Elder was a popular western at the box office. You could mail a letter for a nickel. I was four and was quite the tomboy in my neighborhood. I tried hard to learn to read a little before I was even in kindergarten and started looking at letters in the daily newspaper that landed in our yard from the Aurora Advertiser. Often, I would trace the letters in the headlines and sound them out. I wore turquoise pedal pushers, pink socks, red PF flyer shoes, and a white turtleneck tunic. Darren Newbold, a grandson of my babysitters, tried desperately to teach me how to do the twist at least once a week. I'm not sure I ever passed muster, but my heart was always happy when we were dancing. Several things were brought to the Aurora Hound Dog Alumni and Outreach Center over Christmas break and in the weeks prior. I have been taking a few minutes each Sunday to sort through a few of them at a time. We received an original painting by the late Fred Baum from Joyce Brown. I brought some of my own Aurora history items from home since my house is looking more and more like a museum these days. It's not necessarily a bad thing, at least not to me, but I'm slowly running out of room and I do feel the need to share what I have been able to collect with others. These items give us a glimpse of the past and it's pretty special. I often use these items for storytelling projects in my community and the surrounding areas as sense of place work. In recent weeks, I have used artifacts in my classroom and at area events and meetings to share information about past milestones, landmarks, people, and events. I have some scrapbooks, newspaper clippings, letters, bottles, and photos to add to the inventory and the archives. Sometime soon, we will start displaying these items on a recently purchased website designated for the Aurora Hound Dog Alumni and Outreach Center. One item of particular interest is a yellowed 1965 newspaper that is just full of interesting information. It came in the mail to my home in the weeks after the all-school reunion in the fall. Several clippings, photos, and items in the bundle have connections to Aurora schools, Aurora band, Aurora area businesses, and Aurora football. Soon, over Christmas break, another scrapbook came as well to join it. I always scan these items for familiar names, family connections, and familiar faces from my own past before I do a deeper dive to see why someone saved it for future use or decided to share it with us when they began to downsize or launch a massive cleanout. One of the headlines indicate the Aurora Hound Dogs were ranked number one in the final rankings for Missouri's Class MS after dumping Mount Vernon 32-7 in the fifth week of the season. This is not the first Hound Dog team to finish high in the rankings, according to an article in the Kansas City Star. The 1960 team was coached by Leroy Simpson and finished 9-1 for the season, losing only to Lebanon. The Hounds ended up in fourth place. In 1962, coach Jim Franklin's players had a perfect record and ended up in fifth place in the state. Team managers Gary Stubblefield, Chris Cook, and Dick Bueller were recognized for carrying a big load for the Hound Dogs this year. The inside spread featured all of the individual football players as undefeated, untied champions of the Big Ten Conference. Congratulations were in order from businesses, churches, and fans for being rated number one in outstate Missouri by the Kansas City Star. Among those pictured were coaches Rod Kramer and Poss Jackson, Stan Rinker guard, Bob Jernigan split end, Sam Waynes in center, Rick Powell tackle, 
Larry Powell, fullback, Bruce Huey, quarterback, Tom Weems, guard, Tim Mitchell, tailback, John Mace, tackle, and others. Those signing off on the two-page spread included Modern Variety, Rollins, The Bonton Shop, Sullivan Jewelry, Talbert's Grocery, Vern's Burger Bar, Wheeler Furniture, B&T Supermarket, Bank Hotel, Alexander Cafe, Chris Williams, Men and Boys Wear, and T.A. Morrison, M.D. The editorial headline read, Will Aurora buy this school for its children? Patrons were gearing up to vote on a $475,000 bond issue for a new intermediate school to help relieve overcrowding in the younger grade levels. Plans call for the new school to be located at Lincoln and Hadley and to be used by 5th, 6th, 7th, and 8th graders. Maybe the third time will be the charm as patrons have already voted down a larger facility two times. Longtime newspaper publisher Bob Lowry told Aurora voters to get with it. Upcoming editions indicate they did just that. 1965 was dubbed a year of inflation. This was attributed to the Vietnam War and the anti-poverty campaign. Cindy Monday, Yaunt Fisher, was honored by the Aurora Optimist for serving her church, school, and community. Cindy still makes her home in Aurora and still serves her church, her school, and her community. In fact, she is a regular at my Stuco Blood Drives. J.W. Fogel Jr. was recognized as the retiring commander of the York Wright Masons. Retiring high priest was Ray Royce, the editor of the local paper. Eldon Irwin was named to the 8th grade Verona Honor Roll. Jack Hershen, general manager of Marvel Cave, has been appointed to an advisory position for Puerto Rico to help evaluate their tourist potential. According to the 1965 article, Jack is well-versed in successful programs and has helped Aurora with its Boy Scout programming, too. The Aurora Banks Christmas Club program was being launched for 1966. Members could donate as little as 25 cents a week for $20. The Princess Theater was showing Frank Sinatra's Von Ryan's Express. The day's news from Verona indicated who all was going into the local hospital for tests. Yikes, I guess privacy laws were not in effect then. Artifacts, maps, books, newspaper clippings, and old photos tend to bring me back to a certain place and time. Things seemed simpler and needs were more manageable. There weren't nearly as many distractions and having the run of the town on a turquoise blue Schwinn bicycle with a glittery banana seat was a daily celebration of logistics, time, and energy. I'd like to give a shout out to those who've been bringing in their precious artifacts to be digitized and included in our displays. Starting this summer, we plan to start opening at least one weekend a month to share our stories, our projects, and our vision for the future. We will also do tours and open house pop-ups by appointment for class reunions and other community events. We have a hound dog gift shop that we'll open up too. In addition, I'm looking for more stories to share on our All Roads Lead Home podcast. If you are interested in being interviewed or sharing some stories of your own, please send me an email at kmobley at aurora.org or a text message to 417-229-2094. I will get you on the list for the summer. I would love to have some stories from local veterans, educators, MFA mill workers, juvenile shoe factory employees, retired law enforcement personnel, and educators. But in all honesty, nothing is off the table. Let's talk soon.